New Year's resolutions. They're coming. In partnership with Shift Communications, the Clay Center did a national survey of 750 parents to ask about mental health issues. And what was amazing about this survey was that six out of 10 parents wanted their kids to adopt a New Year's resolution. What we want to talk about today, how can we engage our kids to make them productive, fun, healthy? That's what we're going to talk about. Welcome back to Shrinking It Down, Mental Health Made Simple. I'm Jean Bresson. And I'm Ellen Broughton. So, Ellen, since we typically start um, with what's new in your life, <laughs> <laughs> so what's new? What's new? It's Well, it's you know, December, which means that there are lots of holiday parties and uh, lots of things to do on the agenda, like get presents for people and... And, you know, it's also a pretty busy news time, too. So between getting gifts and attending events and glued to the television set at times, that's pretty much my month of December. Wow. You, you actually go to these parties? Well, actually, I spend a, quite a bit of time thinking about how to get out of going to parties. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of I'm of, not of either. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm a real introvert, so even though it looks like I'm having fun at parties, I'm not usually... I, I, I do like, when I do go to these parties, you know, you know the New England Swap? Have you ever played that? Oh, yes, okay. yes. So that is actually pretty cool. It is pretty fun. You should explain to me, because actually, I didn't know what it even was until I moved to New England. Well, I didn't know what it was either until I moved. In fact, actually, I didn't know what it was until about, I don't know, five, ten years ago. And what we do at Christmas Eve is we have family and a bunch of close neighbors, friends. Right. And everybody comes over, and you know, you, you, you put numbers in a right, hat, and right. you pick out your numbers, and you have a bunch of gifts that yes. are kind of nameless. Yes. And you pick your number and you know the best number is the last number. Because you can you can basically yes. when you pick your number you can you pick a gift and then you can look at all the other gifts that have been picked and you can you swap. Can swap. Exactly. So that's what it, this is it, a a New England thing that I had never heard of, but it is pretty fun. So what's the it's weirdest good. thing that you've gotten in a Yankee swap? Well, actually, that's the weirdest thing I got. One that... <laughs> or mem- most memorable. Well, first of all, the best thing is to be... This is one of the few times that it's best to be last. Yes. So, that I mean, that's yes. a pretty interesting concept. Yes. Well, I got, um, you know, the talking talking Billy Bass. <laughs> oh, fun. Which which I love, but it's been sitting on my floor because I've, I've given it away at a swap. I've wrapped it for two years in a row. And I've ended up getting it back. So, you know, I can't get rid of this bass. But yeah. I'm going to try to get rid of it again this year. I mean, that's the great thing about it is you don't have to keep it and you can keep giving it. So the two things that I have given and gotten back, one was a bottle of Maine wine, nothing against Maine wine, Maine blueberry wine. Was it sweet? Well, I you didn't did, drink did. it because I, I like, nobody <laughs> you, wanted it. Because you use that in like, your swap. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> it's something you bought when you you buy when you go to Maine, and it looks like really great when you're there, and then you get it home. It's like, why do I want to drink blueberry wine? And so, but one year I got a goldfish. Oh, 
And so when you're sort of stuck with an actual did, live animal, then you're responsible for it. My son has a goldfish. So uh, did you name your goldfish? Yeah, this was a few years ago. I don't quite remember. I think one of my kids wound up naming it. But it was a little bit unexpected to get to re- just literally that's what they brought to the Yankee Swap was a goldfish in a bag. Wow. It was quite and, and clever. And do you still have it? No, 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 no. They live a long time. They live a long time. Yeah. You, you didn't like it. No, I do. But I'm thinking about, I read in the last few weeks, I don't remember where it was, but a story about goldfish and how they're, they actually um, are quite smart animals. They are. And it's, and it's not very good for them to be in these little penned up bowls. But I don't want to well, no, go no, into that. Well, no, no, but you get a fish tank. I, well, you, I know. But see, then see, you, get just, a, you get a goldfish at a Yankee swap, and then you've got to get yourself a whole lot of equipment well, for that. So it becomes an expensive well, you should have asked me because I probably have all my old aquarium equipment. Mm-hmm. When I was when I was a, a, a kid, I used to raise like fish. Yeah, I, I had tropical <gasps> oh, fish. Oh, fun! Yeah, and I even had babies. You know, you have to put them in little special things or else they eat their babies. Yeah. They, oh they yeah. Eat their own, I know. You know. I yeah. But, but you know, it's 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 still cool. Anyway, so um, I guess that's what's new for us. So today. We're going to be talking about so New Year's is coming up. So like there's Christmas, there's the holidays, Hanukkah, yes, Christmas, yes. Kwanzaa, and then of course there's New Year's. And yes. the issue comes up, and we've done this before. We've we've talked and written about New Year's resolutions, but um, well, what, what could be a different spin about resolutions? I mean, because you know, they they don't work, right? They, well, yeah. I mean, I think we should take a step back first and say that a lot of parents, despite the fact that they don't work. We know that a lot of parents encourage kids to do it. They they think it's a good idea for kids to do that. And in some ways, it is a good idea because it's like a new year. It's a clean slate. It's it's a time to sort of look back and, and look forward. The problem is that most people, I think some statistics are like you know, 9% or 8%, under 10% of people yeah. actually follow through with their Don't you think the kids notice that their parents make the resolutions and never follow them through? They're yeah. bad role models. Exactly. And and many of us make the same resolution every single year. But yeah, so, so so you know like I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to eat right, I'm going to get more sleep, I'm going to you know whatever. Save money. Yes. And forget it. Generally that does it is what the research would suggest that so, it doesn't really just saying that you want to do something doesn't actually lead to so, doing it. So why, in your opinion, don't they work? I mean, what's, what's the problem? I mean, you, they're all noble things. They're all things we want to do. You know, um, most of them are kind of like positive change for the better, you know, things we've thought about. What, what stops us? And, or maybe a, a different way, because who knows why we don't do the things we're supposed to do. How could we reframe them? in a way that might actually accomplish what we want. Well, I think they don't work. The research would show that they don't work because they're kind of vague. Like a resolution is just like, I want to lose weight. Well, that that's great, but how are you going to do that? And sort of like the difference between like a resolution and an actual goal. And so we tend to sort of think broadly at this time. You're like, this is the going, going to be the year that I, like you said, get more sleep, or this is the, the year that I'm going to save more money. But- what does that mean? So a goal and might be, particularly for a kid, might be, you know, um, what would you eat for lunch that might be healthy for healthier. you and that you would actually like? You right, know? exactly. Would you like a peach or would you like some watermelon or some, some you know, fruit? 
Yes. Or <laughs> this year when I come home from school, I'm going to have a snack and get started on my homework. Or whatever it is, much more specific. Like, or this year I'm going to go to bed at this time every night. That's a much more specific goal than getting, I want to get more sleep. Because in the back of your mind, like all of us could say, well, you know, I'd like to lose a few pounds. Well, that's just an idea. That isn't the same as saying this week I'm going to cut out dessert or whatever it is. So so it, it's interesting. So we, we're talking mostly right about how we can we can help our kids make resolutions, right? Yeah. So that, that's, that's really our focus. You know, and, and, and one question is, what, what would help give the kids an incentive to, uh, what, what would help move them to actually do something to, you know, improve themselves, to take care of themselves better? Well, I think you've got to find that spark in a child. You've got to find what they want to do and what they're interested in. Because kind of as parents sort of saying, well, you should, you should do this this year is oftentimes not what a child generally gravitates towards. So I think as a parent, you've got to look at, you know, what, what, what do you want to do? I think opening up a conversation, that's why I think the idea of resolutions are fantastic because it really makes you think like, what do I want? It's all about sort of desire and joy and spark. Like it's about what makes me happy or, or what will make me happy so, when I, when I yeah, accomplish this. So, so that, that leads me to, you know, when I was thinking about this before we, 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 you know, uh, recording this podcast, I was thinking, what would be a little bit different? And I was thinking, you know, I, I, we talk a lot about social emotional learning. Yes. You know, so one kind of goal would be for the kids, how can you understand yourself better? How can you help your parents understand you better so they know what your motives are, what's driving the train, and how can you understand them better? So then you could use, you know, we've had Stuart Avalon here talking about Think Kids and Collaborative Problem Solving so that things could be win-win. So, you know, rather than make a demand or make a, you know, you should do, it's like, now I know this about you, I know you know this about me, we know about each other, so how can we collaborate in a way that we can each kind of get a goal done that we would we would like to do, know, knowing who we are and what we want. So I think you, you bring up some good points. One is that you start with a conversation. Yeah. You start by opening this discussion about, you know, again, like a discussion about how can we collaborate more or how could we be a happier family or how could, you know, we increase our communication. And of course, depending on the age of a child, you're not going to yeah. use those sorts of terms. But I think it starts with a conversation. And then I think what you do is you try and, and pull it down into, well, how do we do that? So we want to collaborate more. Well, what does collaboration mean? And what would that look like every day or every week? And also, I think it's important for families to think like, well, we should check in about that. Like, we shouldn't forget about it. And I think that's what happens, too, is like, this year I'm going to get more sleep. And then by, you know, January 9th, it's sort of like, well, it's not going to happen this year. But I think continuing to kind of keep in touch or in contact about what did we say we were going to do and are we doing it and why and why not? And I think that's where resolutions or goals or whatever we want to call them can be a great learning experience for kids. Mm. It can be almost resilient building by thinking about, yeah, we didn't make that this this month. We didn't make, you know, we didn't do what we said. Why not? And does that mean we should give up? And all those sorts of things can come into play. So for me, this is more about um, developing strategies and skills for how do we how do we become better people, I think. And that's kind of what resolutions are about. It's like how do we become a better 
person. So and and so it's interesting that when you raise that, it's kind of like how do we become better people in the context of a family or a collective yes, mission? Yes. So we're all in this together, and you know, ra- you know, because if, if we say, well, we're going to have a well, now we're going to have a family meeting. You know what happens? I mean, yeah. in my practice, whenever I kind of like say, well, why don't you have a family meeting? And then there's the eye rolls and no, nobody wants family meetings. Right, right, right. This is different than having a family meeting. This is having a family mission right, that right. everybody's involved in and they check in with each other kind of in an ongoing way, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a context. Right. And it doesn't have to be even a resolution. It can be just a term, an idea. It can be, you know, this this year... We we're vow you know we're vowing to be kinder to one another, or we want to be more healthy. We want to uh, so pick a word. So pick a word. Pick a word and focus on that, and maybe even keep like a family diary about it. Like think, but you know, like this month, what did we do to be kind? Or it might be charity. You know, like this year we want to give back to others. Or for so for younger that? children, for example, showing something like they could draw a little picture of kindness. Absolutely, pick, pick the, yes. Or yeah. you know. Or you could take pictures on your phone. You could keep a photo journal about that too. Like so, well, yeah. making it fun, making it fun, making is it playful, yeah. making it kind of you know. Uh, it, it, the resolutions tend, in my view, to be serious. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I don't, I don't think kids. I mean, yes. Do they want to be kind? Do they want to be good people? Do they want to improve their image or their self-esteem or you know how they are or a better, stronger sense of themselves? Yeah, those are serious issues, but. They have to be done, I think, in a way that's that's playful. I think so, too, regardless of the age. And I think as they get older, I, it's the kind of thing where you need to listen to what your adolescent is asking for and be supportive. I guess at any age, we're thinking about the playfulness of, of this or the... Again, the desire. This is all about desiring something, yeah. wanting to change something, which... In in essence, gives us a sense of sort of joy and accomplishment once we do it, and to, regardless of the age, as parents, we need to be supportive of how do we how do we help you accomplish those goals. So so let's say you've got kids that range from say three to fifteen. So thinking developmentally, yeah. you know, you've got you pick your word or your context yeah, is going yeah. to mean something different to a three or a five or a seven or a twelve or you know right, an eighteen right. year old, yeah, and or to a to a young yeah. adult, a parent. So um, h- h- how do you do that? I think by listening to them. I think by opening the discussion, saying, what does that mean to you? Like, p- like pick the word kindness, for example. What does kindness mean to you? And, you know, for a three-year-old, it might be, being, you know, giving grandma a hug. And for a 16-year-old, it might be, you know, being a little bit nicer to my math teacher who really has given me a tough time or something, you know, it could be anything. But I think asking them what it means to them. And then if it doesn't really match up with really what you're, you're thinking would be helpful for them, it's sort of guiding them in a way that, that leads them. So what's so cool about this is that, is that what, what we've come up with is, you know, resolutions or proclamations or, you know, like, like they're, like they're oaths. Or, and, yeah. and, 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 and we know that whether contracts or their like personal, you know, uh, missions, those things don't work because they're different than what we're talking about now. We're talking about everybody engaging in kind of a collaborative, introspective, you know, checking in kind of playful yeah. context, but all working around the same kind of a theme. 
Right, right, exactly. And coming up, you know, in the context of that discussion, you might come up with something completely different, too. But it's it's an interesting sort of idea. Like, it's something I wish I had done with my kids when they were younger. Like, wouldn't it have been wonderful if every year that was sort of like the year of the, of you know, the charity or the year of love or the year of... Um, talking to people or communication or something, you know, it's, it would be kind of neat to sort of look back on that and have a history of your family based on what did we sort of think the year was going to be? And then kind of looking back and did it, did it match up with our expectations? Why and why not? So this is not just for parents that have kids at home, but parents with adult kids. Oh, that's a very good idea. I'm thinking of my kids, you know, I mean, I'm, 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 you know, like I have, Kids and I have grandchildren. Yes, and and it could be tra- a transgenerational thing. So it, it definitely and, and could. It, you don't have to be living. Idea. You don't have to be living in the same house. You can be having these conversations. You know, whether it's texting with them or what. That's the only way they'll, they'll respond. To yeah, me. right. But but still, you know, if if we all pick kind of, it's kind of like, you know, it, it applies to everybody. It does. So, it does. Yeah. And it could actually go on more than just like New Year's Eve. Right. And the next day, maybe. But it could actually be an ongoing family kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, story. Yeah. And it's the a one- narrative. Yeah, it, exactly. And the wonderful thing about doing these kinds of, whatever you want to call it, resolutions, ideals, whatever it is, in, in a group, in a family, yeah. is that these things tend to be contagious. We do know that. That when one person does something good, or bad for that matter, but, but good, it tends to uh, catch on. So when somebody in the family does something that makes them feel like, you know, like I was thinking about this, this, you know, we're, we were thinking about as a family, we're thinking about this concept this year. This is what I did today. It tends to grow. And so that's the great thing about doing this in the context of a family. Okay. So, so whether they're the same or different goals. So should we, should we, should we um, ask the listeners to kind of like try this out and send us some responses maybe or and maybe we maybe we, we should, we should do, do it, it. Yes. <laughs> we can come I, back yeah. we can come back in a few months yeah and follow it up with what we've done yes you know so you want to do that with I your family I think that's a great idea I'm gonna do it. I think that's a great idea yeah I, I'm going to what are you going to do well I think I th- I like your idea of picking a word you know uh, you know which becomes a theme right whether right. it's you know altruism or giving to others or um, kindness or, um, you know, being mindful of others. Mindful, or, yeah. Respect. Attention, respect. Res- respect, respect is, is another one. one. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, picking, but but making it a collective decision. Yeah. So, like, you know, because, you know, when, when people were naming, like, pets, you know. Yeah. There'd be all these these oh, texts yeah. of, like, what's what, and everybody, and then somebody, we would get a consensus, usually, and, yes. you know, so a name would come up. Yeah. So maybe maybe um, throwing some of these words out and then seeing how the family responds and then all deciding, okay, we're going to do that one. Yeah. And then just do it together and then make it a continual narrative. I think that's a great idea. And I think if you have really like for for the ages of our kids who are adults or you know and your grandchildren, I think this is a this is a great way to approach it. I think if you have really little kids, even starting by by going to the library and finding some books on these different sorts of there are tons of books oh, yeah. that are on, the theme is on a different area that we're kind of talking about whether it's aspects of health or even mindfulness or and read some of these and talk to your three or four or five year old like what what do you think you know what would you like well to attachment on like this? you know like the yeah, runaway the exactly. runaway bunny i mean yeah yeah you know but i mean things like that but so so i i i'll bet you i'm just fantasizing here i think 
this kind of process is going to be driven by the kids. I <laughs> the do The younger too. kids too. Yes. I, I don't yes. think I don't th- I, I I think we as parents and adults have too much, you know, yeah. on our minds. Yeah. Yeah. I think the kids could potentially really get into this thing and kind of drive the train, yeah. which would be cool. Now, maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part. but No, I think they will. They Kids are pretty opinionated about this stuff, and they've got they've got good ideas. And they'll also be happy and ready yeah. to say, you haven't been very kind. That's right. No, they're very <laughs> that, that happy was, to that remind was, that us of not, our faults. That was not yes. kind. Yes. That was, that was yes. nasty. Yes. So what would your word be, though, if you could, if you could pick one? What, 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 the first one you might throw out there. Well, I do like kind, um, but I, I also um, like um, respect. I like that, too. I was thinking peace, which I think is maybe the same reason why you, you're thinking about respect, because I think we live in a time right now where we're sort of bombarded by information mm-hmm. and, and almost like always forced to make choices that are, aren't always easy for us to make. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, what side are you on with this? Or what side are you on with that? And it would be so wonderful to just sort of have an internal sense of peace this year. And now I think about it, you know, respect is a little too high brow well, I don't know for, about a that. I think for a two or three year old. I don't think so. You I think respect, any... respect would mean like not speaking back or not not yelling or saying please and thank you well, when you're nice. Yeah, it's being nice. So maybe I maybe it should be yeah. maybe 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 it should be nice. Yeah. Being nice. Yeah. And for us it might be, you know, respecting other people's beliefs that we might not agree with or I mean all I mean it, it there's a big range. There's a huge range yeah. in that. Okay. Yeah. So, deal? Deal. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll find out what your family comes up with, and I'll tell you what mine comes up with. Okay. So, when, now, when do we do this? I mean, do we, do we oh, just pick a, a very good... Do we pick an arbitrary date, or do we kind of, like, throw some feelers out there? And how, how do you do it? So... Are, is there I mean, any... the devil's always in the details. Of I know things. that's right. Well, that's what we're kind of talking about. That's why, yeah. like, calling something just a you know New Year's resolution doesn't work because no. it's there's no detail to there's no right. teeth in it. Right. Um, I don't know when do you when do you tend to see your do you tend to see your family at one big event well, this time of year or well the, the Yankee Swap Christmas Eve. Or, oh, okay, or, or Christmas so there you go. Christmas, yeah, that would be. Well, that would also involve friends too, because so that's another whole oh, way of doing this. You could you can involve cool you can involve like family, friends, or extended family yes. too. So you could bring in as many people as you want, and they'll check in with I, you too and you say know, like, "Have you been nice?" Yeah. It sounds like. You know, you better watch I mean, out. You could do a Yankee swap just for these terms. <laughs> Everybody should could come up with an idea that they want to pursue this year and a Yankee um, swap, and then and then at the end of the Yankee swap, the, yeah, the last whoever, person whoever chooses. the last person chooses, <laughs> that's <laughs> that may or may not work out so no, well. But I anyway, think so. I think um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw a feeler out with like a series of like we, the family has these group texts that always kind of perfect, um, either please me or annoy me depending on how many yeah times yeah. My, my phone rings. Um, but I'm going to throw out the idea and start it early and get people thinking about it, let it percolate a little bit, and then um, see if we can kind of come up with it, you know, like, you know, around Christmas. Oh, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think it, it all depends. This is one of those things where every family's got to think yeah. about how do we do this. And and I also think, like, making sure that it's sort of written down somewhere, that it's sort of like something you can refer back to so that 
in June when you're all thinking, oh, was was it kindness or was it respect? What was it again? I'll bet you, I'll bet you it's, it's a series the, of texts. Yeah, like it's, yeah. In today's day and age, you don't have to write in a book. It can just be you know a screenshot. So, but I think having that visual representation is kind of important. Cool. I also think that's kind of hard, even when we're thinking about resolutions. We don't really write it down. We sort of have this vague idea that you know, yeah, we'd like to be. You know, lose some weight, but what, you know, I think writing it down and making it sort of real, you know, just real, I think helps. So, and I'm just thinking, I don't use Instagram. I'm, I'm on Instagram, but I don't really use it. But Instagram goes away. I mean, because I can imagine family members taking an Instagram photo or story of something that demonstrates being nice. All right. So Instagram stories or- go away, but the Instagram doesn't go away. So... You, you know, the stories go away, but the actual Instagram, so you can actually document exactly. You, can use you it really as a, can as a documentary. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, it would be. That'd be great. Yeah. So okay, so we're gonna do it, and let, let's see who else who's listening will do this and 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 give us some feedback, and then we'll come back and 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 check in on this from time to time for the next few months. I think that's a good idea because you know the the other thing that's important about this is is what a feeling of accomplishment gives kids mm. and knowing. I mean that's that's how <clears throat> that's the other side of sort of building resiliency is you know not always getting what you want or not always being able to accomplish it and figuring out why and why you didn't and then overcoming it. So so I think really talking about this as an ongoing process can be a terrific learning experience for kids. That's cool. Okay. Well, um, so typically when we end, we talk about uh, what's what's struck you in the news this oh, past please, week. not this week. This is. I, I, this I know, is, <laughs> I know. But we and we and we promise to stay away from the politics. Because I know. You, I, you and I, I are know. both news junkies. I know we are. I mean, it's. This is. I, I'll tell you this though. I think it's. I've gotten to the point where there's so much news, and we're bombarded by really from early morning to late at night. There's something new happening all the time. I think that's why when I was thinking about the word that came to mind is sort of like peace. Like I just we we've got to be able to sort of walk away from it because I I feel a bit powerless right now as a news junkie and not empowered by the news. And so just something to think about. I don't know about you. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, I I cannot get away from it. I am compelled by it and I am completely stressed out by it. I mean, it's really, it's, it's really kind of like such high drama. I know, and regardless of I, to stay away from politics, regardless <laughs> on on what side you're on, I think that everybody sort of feels a little broken, and like the system is broken, they're also a little broken. It's it's a tough time to sort of be right so now. So let me let me let me uh, just try to suggest one thing that that has kind of been a, a, a glimmer of hope for me, and that is. Mr. Rogers, oh, because, because there was there was um, uh, you know uh, won't you be my neighbor, mm-hmm. which was an amazing documentary, and I thought it, it should have been nominated for an Oscar. Yes, yes. I mean the man was just brilliant. I mean the first guy to really talk about death and 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 divorce and and the dark side acceptance. of life and, and acceptance yes, and, yeah. and how you cope and yeah. and, and he was so. Amazing, and then and then you know there's the Tom Hanks movie that's coming. I out. know I can't, I can't wait, wait to see, see it. Well, I, I just I just went online and you can buy it. I'm just thinking of buying it. Oh really? Yeah. Already? Well, it looked like with with it looked like you could buy it now, but I, 
maybe maybe you have to pre-order yeah, it. Yeah, pre-order. Until but the anyway, it's, it's, it's out and people can be see. I can't wait to see it. Uh, his commentary with uh, Scott Horsley um, when, when PBS was just amazing. It's so funny because I do remember watching him as a child. And just he was on in the afternoons. He would come home from school and... There was this sort of sense of, well, again, there's that word, peace, that he just had this sense of, you just, it, it's kind of boring to watch when you think about it, but it was sort of this, like, everything's okay in the world. Um, <laughs> it, it, he just had this, I just remember being, like, you know, six or seven years old and just feeling like, that's kind of cool, and, and he acted out these things with these puppets, that, but, he's, but it was, like, sort of life lessons. Well, that it, were, it, what's, what's amazing to me, and I, I must admit, when, when my kids were young and I was the parent watching it I you know was kind of not tuning in they right, were right. mesmerized yes and actually my 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 10 year old grandchildren you know are very reluctant to see anything new on television when I showed them an episode of Mr. Rogers twisting their arm yeah, yeah. a year ago it was like it, it was like they were glued they were like drawn in and he's got this way of kind of like speaking to them and going right to the heart. It just shows you, and there's no bells and whistles at all, but he's telling stories that that um, get them thinking without even knowing right, it. Right. It's, it's all about setting the stage for a story and, and, and empathizing. Like Empathy was oh, a big part of what huge. he really helped kids do. Um, regardless of, of the topic, you felt for that person that he was talking about, or for that scene. It was—it's—he had amazing ability to do that. Would, that I don't—I don't know that anyone else has, at least, in not you know in recent memory. It's—it's it's truly amazing. So, um, so that's that's one thing that I've uh, you know, and 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 again, PBS just had a documentary when one of their fundraisers that you know. Um, uh, uh, Michael Keaton was the MC. Oh, and I have talking, to see this talking too. about. It, it was one of the fundraisers, but you know, it was my, and John Lithgow was talking. I mean, these adults were talking about their memories of Mr. Rogers yeah, and what yeah. it meant to them. So it, it, he does have this universal ability to to connect and to and, and to get to the heart of things in a, in a gentle, yes. such so gentle. Yes, and I think the reason why I want to see this movie is because it gets into his life, which yeah. what I've read really, well, maybe you saw this on the on the documentary, but like he sort of lived what he preached, which is yeah. in short supply these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. It, it's a wonderful kind of thing. That, we should get back to that too. Well, that's... Like so, when so, so. I, I'll, I'm definitely going to watch this over <laughs> the, along with the new Star Wars movie with my kids this Christmas break. Those are our, the two movies that are on our list. Sounds, sounds good to me. So anyway, um, uh, thanks a lot, everybody. And uh, if you, again, let's try to do these this resolution process. All right, all right. We'll uh, check in and uh, uh, you know send us some comments or thoughts or you know whatever. So we'll see you next time. I'm Gene Barresi. I'm Ellen Broughton. Mm-hmm.